maybe I read this before. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I think. I think I might have. I don't know. These things, they pile on top of each other. It's all stupid. It's an interview with Justin Massengale. It's not stupid. No, it goes into Arab-Israeli conflict, Iraq war veterans of the earth, uh, talented people destroying humanity with style and aplomb and creativity and incest. I don't know. It's a long conversation. We were just kind of thrust into doing this podcast i didn't mean to i'm sorry it was justin massengale again we had fun through some of it but it got tense it just gets controversial it's awful here's a reading from 123 2021 just a couple months ago i don't know <clears throat> pointless and pitiful pointless and pitiful pointless and pitiful that's what they call me Loneliness on loneliness. Bad on bad. Tank is empty. Word bank is dry. Nothing at the bottom but dust and cans. Beer cans from 1985. An old rubber raft. The remains of a dead teenager who got stabbed. Stabbed while swimming, pointless and pitiful. Doing things without caring about whether or not anyone likes it. That's the epitome of rape. Pure narcissism, lack of empathy, bombing with aplomb, totally oblivious, unable to understand rejection, unfamiliar with real anything real everything i've liked has always been fake my whole life if i just keep talking maybe someone will listen maybe i'll reach someone who'll know how to listen maybe i'll hurt people with an ooh curveball maybe i'll hurt people with my words and cause deaths Incite the riot. I invite Antifa. Invite Antifa. Incite the riot. Invite Antifa. I have Antifa's phone number. I should call more. This is comedy. Pure comedy. Night of the nightmares. That's gold. <laughs> nothing sexual, man. Uh, uh, what if the cop was like, uh, nothing sexual, ma'am. Just the farts. Comedy. Uh, figure it out while you're doing it. Live your life while you're doing it. Always fuck. 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 Water. Breakfast. Beer. Fuck. Breakfast. Fuck. Dinner. Nighttime. Fuck. Eating chips. Fuck while you eat chips. Everyone is sexy. Nice to fuck. Get it done. There's your sign. Call me Tater Salad. Don't be a redneck. Fuck. Stay in school. Fuck. Waiting on a train. Checking your watch. Forgot to buy cat food. No stores open. Can't get there from here. Can't fuck anything. Fuck. Oh, my Anyway, that's the intro. It's a good episode. 
And a bad episode. It's one of those good and bad episodes. Just like me, I'm bad. There's Justin Massengale and Bob Morrissey listening to Kenny Rogers just talking trash on the government, just hating our haters, and talking to ourselves in the afternoon of March. Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. The Healing Club podcast. The Healing Club. <laughs> Once again, this is a podcast. Got some uh, Justin Massengale here. He's the uh, creator of the song uh, If You Let Me Fuck Me Once, I'll Leave You Alone. Yeah, if you I let will. me fuck you once, I'll leave you alone. Did I get the title right? Yeah, it's how my family made their money back in the 70s. Was They were actually my great-great-grandfather wrote. Was actually the writer of the song, If You Let Me Fuck Once, I'll Leave You Alone, Babe. Um, and it was one of the biggest songs of the early 70s. One of the biggest bets, best hits. Yeah. So the, just, You were a family I mean, traveling band. And yeah. that was you. You you were on the um, mm-hmm. same tour with the Partridge family. And, uh, and they said, hey, we'll... And so sell you, you, you we can buy the song from you it was our family's it was our family it was like a song passed down sort of like a folk yeah a, like sort of a romanian so your parents and grandparents all sang the song yeah like all oh, way yeah. back i mean i think the earliest they can find the song yeah. is maybe the late 1700s but uh but, it was obviously very different back then it was it was if thou lets the bust fuck i'll go off t- to Eng- I'll go back to England. <laughs> was that, I think how that song went, um, but yeah. So it was just kind of a family folk, kind of like a recipe in a way. Yeah. And so we're, the, we're we're torn we're torn with the Partridge Family back in the seventies, and they go, hey, that's a that's a good ass song. Uh, I think we can buy that. They tried to steal it. Though. Yeah. Well, they tried to steal it. Yeah. They tried to steal. They tried to kick it. They tried to say, hey, actually, the uh, could you go back? We left something at the hotel. Could you go get it for us? And we're like, what? He's like, yeah. Oh gosh, I really need it. And we're like, okay. And I went, and we started to go. We go back to the hotel, and we st- we're like, oh wait, but we don't even know what it is. So we go back to ask him what it is, and he's they're playing our song and in so, front of a huge crowd. It's from ten, ten hundred thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> so at the Reliance at the uh, Madison Square Garden. Man. So. Nineteen seventy-eight. Nineteen seventy-eight Madison Square Garden. They did yeah. The circle stage, mm-hmm. you surround on all sides, like, you know. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, what 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 is that name of that song? Um, we were just listening to that was uh, Isaac Hayes. Um, I can fuck you if you love me. <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> it was, um, uh, but I I I like that old time music. I like that old time rock and roll. Um, mm-hmm. I'm into the I, nothing new, please. I don't I don't do anything new, newer than Flo Rida. I yeah we um yeah the newest you only listen to the old old school kind of old school rock like my darling Betty. Once you turn fourteen, your parents will let me take you out. Yeah, because I work with your dad at uh Halliburton. I'm forty eight. <laughs> that was like the most popular song in 1957. Yeah, it was. She's just fifteen years old. <laughs> Leave her alone, they say. She's my wife. I already bought her. But I want you to know. Yeah. If I could fly, 
I mix you up. That's a real song. It's a beautiful song. It was like, um, I, that is my favorite genre of music is uh, like love songs about underage girls. It was most of music until pretty recently. Yeah. Until, yeah, pretty last few years, I think that was maybe most of music. Yeah. Was. There's hot child in the city. Yeah. Running wild, looking pretty. <laughs> damn, damn, yeah. damn, damn. 14. <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, really. Everything, yeah. It's so funny how recently that and those guys are just like still touring. Yeah, they would just like pack out crowds. What was anybody thinking when like, can I go, mommy? Can I go to the the show, the Nick Gilder concert with the, the watch the video, state. mommy? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, son. All right. <laughs> like, okay, uh, daughter, you can go and just you know, just make sure you get fucked. <laughs> We're gonna come back here. Just make hey, make sure you get. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, music is still, I guess, dark. Everything in, with money and power is not great. But I imagine it was pretty grim back yeah. in the day. I think kids are just giving up on music now. Music's no fun anymore. I don't yeah. go to shows. Stupid. I don't go to. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want well, to yeah, do anything just, with other people. They just make their. You, now music yeah. is just you get a little those little like beat pads that you can like push the buttons on, yeah. and you just make a little beat and you make a video yourself. You can put it on. You're the, the most popular artist in Japan. That's that's a good career. I yeah. that's better than loading a van and going from city to city and yeah. like putting like, out an album and wrapping doing up chords and yeah like leaving your house. Yeah, <laughs> using. Uh, Learning to play an instrument that isn't just like a video game. Yeah. I could I, never play a guitar. I never wanted to. I never wanted to play a trombone. I never yeah. wanted to play anything. Like, I, could you imagine thirty people getting together to perform together for like a concert? Yeah, that sounds pretty lame, to be honest. Because it's like you could just do that on an iPad. Yeah, and <laughs> it's you know it sounds a little different, but yeah, brass instruments like yeah, symphonies are cool. I haven't been to one in a long time. I used to go, they would have, I don't even know why, but there would just be various occasions where I'd be at like an orchestra or a symphony that are like, not never never like paying for it. They would just have like whatever free ones. And they're pretty fun just because it is like, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is so stupid. It's really cool. The amount of sounds they're making, but they're like, this is what, there's yeah. 45 people on stage all with the mastery of a surgeon. To yeah, make I'm, this song happen. I'm confused about how those people exist. Yeah. It's, but, I have to imagine there's – I have a friend from high school who he was like a flute prodigy, Adam Sadbury. And he went on to some – he played I, – I, I know he played in the Detroit Orchestra or something for at some point. But I think I don't know what he's doing now. But Adam Sadbury. Adam Sadbury. I think he makes music. He's the best name I've ever heard. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yes. Um, but I knew a guy in the army named Snavely. Snavely. Yeah, nice. Private Snavely. That's like a Harry Potter character. That's cool. Yeah, and he would he would always hit up new soldiers who'd come directly from basic training, and they'd move into the barracks, and they'd be so disoriented, and he'd be like, "Hi, I'm here to show you around. Can I borrow money?" <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you look confused. Can I have some money? <laughs> Damn. 
<laughs> that's a move. That's cool. Yeah, he lived up to his name. Uh, yeah. No, nobody, nobody with a name like Snavely. Snavely. You gotta <laughs> you, be just you trying gotta. to take cash from people <laughs> yeah. as quickly as you can. Yeah. Oh, my, my wife. That's so yeah. funny. That, yeah, I bet there's so many weird guys. Yeah, they would have had different lives if they weren't named that. Yeah. Like, he would have had to done something else when in the army. Yeah, that's um. I imagine you meet a lot of strange guys when you first get out of, because in basic it's like everyone there is also in basic, but then when you get out it's like there's guys who are uh, like, oh, these are the newbies coming in. Well, there was like the first, um, like the processing station where you after you just first sign up, yeah, then you're taken to like um, an area where you're you're processed with a hundred other soldiers, mm-hmm. and then you're all dispersed to different batteries for your respective basic training um, cycles. Okay. But so you meet a hundred other soldiers your first week and then they all talk to each other and you have the same and, and, and you compartmentalize into different groups mm-hmm. and then you're sent to another group of a hundred soldiers and you're like, didn't I just meet all these people yesterday? <laughs> Did they just like change bodies like somebody changes clothes and yeah it, it seems like everywhere you happened. go in the army you're gonna meet the i'm the guy who acts like this or yeah. like snavely or like somebody similar that's very strange like, and then then you go sense, you finish basic training and you go to your permanent party station and it's the same uh unreal like like similarities between i thought this person that i talked to for three months was an individual Mm -hmm. but now here's his doppelganger and i have to well i know how i'll get used to that yeah you've already it's like it's a it's smooth transition everybody's the same and i'm like am i that to someone i must be yeah yeah i guess that's wild i guess there's so much that they there's so much like mental conditioning that they try and do to people i don't know and that i wonder if uh, things about the situation groove people into these like yeah these... i think it's also people join the army and they do it in a way that's like um they're they're acting like they're in a movie while they're joining the army Damn, and so everybody cool. acts like they're in a movie they're like oh i'm this and guy so everybody becomes a stereotype oh. as if they're somebody from a movie that sucks and you're talking to somebody in real life as if they're performing roles that were written by someone else and oh. it's coming out of their mouth yeah and, like, that's half of life yeah that's really tough that i hate that because that that's very disorienting <laughs> <laughs> and upsetting to be around yeah i just forget people's names really quickly now um, so, sure yeah it's like oh okay this guy yeah, i met you before uh, 300 times yeah <laughs> 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 What is that noise? I don't know. Is that uh, something on your computer? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. It keeps happening on every episode. But <laughs> <laughs> I um, should figure out how to stop it. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the longer you're there, and I don't know, maybe the the people like that, like the worst, like the the more real it gets. The more like not like a movie it gets for those people, the more it's like, well, the only thing I have to cling on to internally is this like picture of myself as this character. Character. So I have to really even internally commit to it because everything else is so scary and awful that it's not like I have 
anything externally to yeah being anchor a, myself in uh, it's uh, if i'm gonna live in a homeless shelter i'm gonna act like i live in a homeless <laughs> shelter yeah because that may as well or yeah. i have to in order to fit in yeah that's you know, interesting i was gonna say it seemed a lot all the processing and stuff seemed a lot like jail i don't know if there's that many i don't know if people fit into those groups as much my one experience in jail they it was it seemed like people were all pretty different but i do wonder if once you get into like the prison system if you find a lot more of these um these archetypes these like mental yeah. archetypes of walking people, stereotypes yeah what people kind of cling to 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 make it mentally yeah that's interesting acting like there were a lot of guys acting like Fred Durst at the time. Two thousand old. Cool. <laughs> Give me something to break. <laughs> oh God, yeah. yeah. Um, I love army guys who are all horny and deprived of female company for a long period of time, talking about sex, talking about women's peach, fucking badge, <coughs> suction. <Jesus. laughs> Than, uh, yeah, I love talking about the suction. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about the suction of the vag. Suction. Oh, she was sucking my dick, and I was hearing yeah. that vag. It's like, well, just... y'all are all 19. There's a good chance half of y'all have not had sex. <laughs> <laughs> you can always tell who's lying. You're all I a bunch that. of weirdos from your own <laughs> respective high schools who never got laid. <laughs> talking about the the pussy like it's a vacuum. <laughs> I, I had this joke I was planning on doing yesterday. I didn't do it. I, I didn't get to it. I forgot to do it, but I was going to mm-hmm. hump the stool saying, I love Joe Biden. <laughs> I love Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that a lot. To- yeah, you should. You got to do that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's some really great stuff. <laughs> I love Joe Biden. I don't even think of joe biden as an individual at all i can't picture him talking i don't listen for his vo- his voice isn't he's yeah. just he seems like a straw like 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 a like 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 he's a man wearing a costume or mm. he's a scarecrow or he's just like a husk of a uh, self filled with you know his meat bag he's a, he's like just some sort of like glass it, that light passes through yeah and when he has no substance i'm so glad he's there but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you know but, I, yeah, but he's he's definitely not uh, you know present in my mind as like a a source of uh, like like I'll never forget Donald Trump's voice uh, and I'll always yeah. see him in my dreams definitely and I st- <laughs> like in my, yeah Donald Mister m- m- the the Honorable Mister Trump is still very much more present in my mind than than <laughs> Biden is yeah. I mean I feel like he's still more he's not even doing that much publicly but he's still like more public than Biden somehow because Biden just doesn't do shit. But I mean, I don't, I don't watch the news. But yeah. I, I was I, driving around yesterday and uh, somebody on Shepherd street was stopped at a light and I looked over and he had this cardboard cut out like a life-size Donald Trump <laughs> sitting in the window of his car and stickers all over the back of his car going, I love Trump. Oh, and and then, but great. it was, it was Trump like with the thumbs up going, I'm making a decision. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sitting in the back seat behind the driver. And, uh, I'm, I'm, decided, I'm still here for you, America. Oh, I'm that's still good. there for you. You love me. I want to get like a full, 
I want to get something like that, but it sits in the passenger seat and yeah. like you sitting with me in the car. Yeah. And maybe it's like 3D. It's on a printout. Like it's a like waxwork a, Donald Trump. Yeah. That would and be cool. And maybe he can say stuff to me yeah, and say how cool a, yeah, I am. Three, a 3D printer. <laughs> yeah. A 3D printer. I print <laughs> Donald Trump. I, I find someone with a 3D printer. And I keep going to him and over the course of a couple of months and printing different parts of Donald Trump as I slowly Simple build him. Donald Trump Frankenstein <laughs> and then monster. It takes about halfway for the guy to be like, oh, what, what are you making? Um, and then he sits in my car with me and he's my best friend. He says to me, I'm cool and how I'm making Justin great again or something. I don't know. I had, a, I, I, my, I had a friend who used to have a big Nancy Reagan in his bathroom. He had a big, like, That's ten, ten foot awesome. tall Nancy Reagan That's in like his a, bathroom. It's like a sexual thing. Yeah. <laughs> she was wearing something very tasteful, and mm. it, wasn't around, it wouldn't arouse was anyone. Ten foot, fully clothed Nancy Reagan to step on my face and <laughs> tell me I deserve to die for smoking Just weed. <laughs> don't do drugs. <laughs> That's oh. cool. Yeah, that's I, cool. A big head of Nancy Reagan. Uh, people don't visualize Nancy Reagan. She's not present in anybody's mind either. No, I would say like I would say that um, first ladies aren't really as present. I mean, even Melania was present in like a uh, kind of more scandalous way. People yeah. are trying to hate on the queen, but uh, she was just a mis- it's just so mean spirited. Everything she did was mean. Yeah, like, she was she definitely just like a cruel, <laughs> cruel person. Like she didn't really have any agenda except to just be personally vindictive and stuff. But um, top moments: digging up the rose garden, um, mm-hmm. and then like, wearing that jacket after the um, stories about the kids in cages was breaking out. She's going to visit the kids in cages. Oh, yeah. She wears a jacket on the back of the jacket is like says, uh, "I really don't care to you." <laughs> it's very it's very eastern european it's very I mean, cultural it's like, for her. if you got it flaunt it um, you... yeah it's, it's very like a fashionista um well i guess it's like well i mean it's better than whatever i don't even know what Laura, the Bush wives did. I'm sure it wasn't great. Laura Bush, yeah, Mrs. She, Reagan. She was we all into know the reading you, at least. She was like, yeah, you know, that's true. I was. I worked in a library some, after I was 17, and I accidentally got drunk and killed a guy. And so I've really <laughs> been into reading. <laughs> really support reading. Uh, uh, I mean, Michelle Obama was cool. Uh, yeah, do the food stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's into she, health. Things. Yeah. Miss, Mrs. Dr. Joe Biden, um, I don't know what she's up to. I don't have the slightest clue. I'm, I'm sort of just uh, like, like trying to divest myself or, or like unattach myself from the news cycle and those yeah. problems of the economy or the stories of the day or the outrages of whoever this media person is. or It's such stupid stupid garbage <laughs> all of it is stupid garbage yeah, and a distraction and like mm-hmm. irrelevant to why things are the way they are mm-hmm. but maybe i just feel that way because it was so traumatic to to even think about donald trump for all those years and yeah i definitely don't give a fuck now that it's like i mean about watching that kind of stuff now that it's like i don't know it, it's it's it feels much more grim to watch it because it's I don't know. It's like, oh well, this is the the only other guy. 
<laughs> and it's still pretty grim. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Now we can just slowly accept the damage from the last guy. And uh, yeah, I mean, probably... I, 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 I guess um, it seems like Biden. We're we're trying to get some sort of war going. We're trying to get some sort of action. Oh. It seems like they're real hot. All those guys are real hot to get get back overseas. And are there wars still happening? I don't even know. There's um I think the Armenian genocide is back. I was I was listening to something about that how the Turkey's uh they're doing clamping down on they're the, doing the more the, the Christians? Armenian genocides. Uh, I didn't know there were still Christians in there. Um uh. and then Turkey is also fucking up and they're also doing stuff in Libya and they're also doing stuff in Yemen. Uh. So I think Turkey I think Turkey's doing bad stuff. And I think we're helping them do it. Um, I think they're doing fascism and stuff. Syria. Uh, so And they're in Syria as well. Yeah. Okay. They're supporting al-Nusra and stuff like that. Israel has been kind of a fascist country for a long Since time Since it started, now. yeah. And Since its exception. Is, which is awful. It's oh, not, yeah. They're not, they're uh, not giving Palestinians vaccines. They're the, they're <laughs> Israel... If you include the Israel citizens, is the number one vaccinated country in the world. They're the best at it, and they're not giving any because they're saying, "Well, that's they're not. That's not our problem." Even though it's, it's fully so controlled smart. by Israel, it's so even though it's smart. fully controlled by the military of Israel, <laughs> yeah. it's not their problem to give uh, all the Palestinians vaccines. But um, I did see that now that you know people are concerned that the Palestinian workers that come over could get them sick, so they're going to give those guys vaccines. Okay, because it could bother them. So anybody, <laughs> anyone that could, you know, anything that could mess yeah. with us. And I mean that that's that's just something that's uh, a spotlight, you know. You that's like, like a clear. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a narrative behind it, and it's just shocking that like a country that would be like a reaction to the oppressive uh, fascist mm-hmm. Nazi regime would adopt so many of the same kind of. Uh, Policies toward Palestinians that, like, yeah, they I mean, kept the, but I, I mean, uh, that's, I, 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 I did not intend to uh, stake an opinion about the Arab-Israeli conflict so bluntly. I definitely do. I think we should <laughs> yeah. nuke Tel Aviv into the Mediterranean <laughs> yeah. Sea. Like, um, I think it was started as a fascist. I don't know. It seems like America got all the Nazis from Germany, and then they're like, "Oh, Jews, y'all, well, let's help y'all out and uh, take some land in the Middle East <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> under under y'all's name." Just use you as an excuse to. Yeah, it wasn't our the shit. Jews. Yeah, who. It really wasn't like survived. The, I mean, like. Yeah, it was like. I mean, sure, they, you would take people over there because. But there's like some stolen valor amongst uh, Holocaust survivors, like yeah. who like act like they were in the Holocaust. I'm always calling those guys out. That, yeah. <laughs> I'm always hunting those guys down and making YouTube videos where I'm like. <laughs> you oh yeah. Fraud. Name your camp. Name <laughs> name your division, sir. Name your your commanding officer or whatever people do for stolen valor videos. Name your commanding um, yeah, yeah. gas chamber. I if I could take a time machine back like fifty years ago, I would I would start doing that. That's how I would change history. Mm. I, would, I would find the people who were lying about go, the Holocaust. Yes, that's a great that's idea. That's the only thing I would accomplish. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's very cool to be like simultaneously being, being like, well, well, we're gonna take the Nazis with us. But also, we're, we really need to – let's get y'all somewhere safe. Not um, mm. anywhere in Europe that would make sense, but uh, somewhere we were definitely not wanted at all. And yeah. we'll definitely not make you safe. Like, yeah. instead of just giving you, like, some – like, people said they should have given them, like, somewhere in, like, West 
in between like West Germany and East Germany, or they should have made if they wanted to make an Israel Israeli state, they could have done it. Yeah, in Germany, but um, whatever. I don't know. Everyone Maybe they could have put a little Israel in Spain. I bet would have made some sense. Anywhere else, really, um, except the um, yeah. yeah. But whatever. I mean, at that yeah. time, they were still doing. Out hmm. um, what the British Empire was doing concentration camps in Kenya, and stuff like that. Yeah, it was. It, it was the same time that the the gulags were uh, like, like Stalin was you know, not stopping after World War Two when it came to uh, imprisoning his own people. But here we are. We're we're a prison country too. So yeah, know, it's it's not as if we can just look at Russian history and go those bad people. Like we do stuff that is just as bad all the time. Yeah, it's really and, de- <laughs> it's really depressing to. I mean, I guess the latest Adam Kurtz thing touches on this a lot, but it's very depressing to look through the last century of, like, Chinese and Russian history and see all the hope that was there and then, like, see it get lost or crushed by various people that assume power or policies that, you know, like, all the hope that goes into Stalin Stalin getting power and then all the darkness that comes from him. Having power, is sad. Yeah. Is, or, is or the future that people thought they yeah, were going to exactly. see in 1915, like yeah. with the collapse of an oppressive regime that had, you know, like yeah, a 300 like a, year a king. And yeah, shit. Like, uh, they turn into just like uh, the same shit, but the like, most cold-hearted uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> fucking just, just darkness. Yeah, <laughs> I also um like like uh the same thing happens again in uh the end of the century where when they stop when the Soviet Union turns oh, western and then, and then they're like oh things are gonna be great oh, we have all this hope and then all the yeah bill clinton's like <laughs> yeah exactly he does that little whistle <laughs> and they're somehow poorer than they were yeah. at the end of the fall of the soviet union magic of the moment of the glory night where the children of tomorrow fear their dreams, <laughs> and Michael Jackson. I was like, "This world is gonna be great." Yeah, Michael Jackson so going. Listen, children. Oh, this is a great kids, world for all. We of got us. it. <laughs> what a good future. We're gonna do it together. If we could only in have my house, <laughs> we're gonna start a new world. The wide, we're starting a YDSA chapter at my house in the park. <laughs> All the kids. <laughs> Read about Trotsky. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want to hear hope in music ever again after all that shit with yeah, the, definitely like, think the only thing that's good we is, are the world <laughs> yeah that's the word <laughs> we <laughs> are the children at the like yeah just at like a I don't know even what to call it like right before another just. At the end of a bunch of violence and darkness, and then right before just a lot more, it's <laughs> just that it's like that. It's a few years of like yeah. that vibe of like, it's like, don't mock me with your hope, please. Yeah. I'm, I'm so tired of it. <laughs> we need to get in there, and we're gonna help all those people in the bad country. That's oh, do you hear about all that shit in Africa? Yeah. Well, let's get Russell Brand in there, and <laughs> he's gonna fix it or whatever. Let's get the YouTube guys. Yeah, celebrities who and I, I feel silly even talking about politics or or the world problems or history or you know philosophy or government and anything political science related because I'm just a stupid person who 
uh, has no right to tell anybody else how to vote, how to think, how to be. But I think that <laughs> a lot of the smart people are bad, and they trick you, and they know that they're smart and they're evil. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we got to care about this one thing. It's like, you know, if, you know, if like what if Twitter was around during the bef- before Iraq war, everyone would have been like concerned trolling people that said don't go to Iraq. Like, oh, you don't care about genocide. You don't care about freeing the Iraqi, pe- the poor Vietnamese mm. people. We got to get over there and save all the yeah. we got to save all the unimpressed. We got to go to fucking Oh my God! I remember being North Africa. And before I was free, de- the mines. Before I was deployed to Iraq in 2003, I had a friend in the army whose sister was um, an assistant to a congressman, <laughs> and she had like Republican ties in Washington, and yeah. she lived in Washington D.C. But like, her, uh, the like, like, she was friends with th- this uh, guy who was uh, another worker for the mayor in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, so it was like a conservative uh, night out with uh, two committed <laughs> political yeah. operatives for well, the Republicans cool. who were yeah. taking us to war. <laughs> and they're going to take out some soldiers for, for a nice night uh-huh. out at a dinner at this at this fancy oh, restaurant. God. And I went with like my friend. Well, yeah, like with my three soldier friends. Mm-hmm. Like this, it was this one guy's sister and then the the. I don't know the the mayor's uh, first hand man, and, <laughs> yeah. and and so we're soldiers in our early twenties, and um, we're taken out to eat a fancy fancy dinner at a place where like you know the 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 mayor's pulled strings, and we have this private room to ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's these they give us like pitchers of beer. We're drinking like so much beer, and and then so much wine. And um, and the one guy, after two hours of talking, and we're all, all I was very anti-invasion of Iraq, and I just kept like mm-hmm. I was not like yeah. I was like I'm not on the same side as you guys, but we were having a yeah. spirited political discussion sure. back and forth. Yeah. And this one guy got so like this other soldier was drinking so much that he turned and he vomited at this fancy restaurant, just like turned his head and just puked all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the people working there were like, oh, yes, yes, yes. They were, like, still very polite oh, because it was, so. like, a very important yeah. person table. Yeah. You're allowed to throw <laughs> up. Like, throw up as much as like. It was, like, the Blues Brothers or something. <laughs> we're, like, we're, like, being such total pigs. Uh-huh. And at this, like, with the violin, like, okay, playing okay. by one table. And I was, like, puking. I'll get you a new bucket, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Um... Well, they love that's their favorite thing. Those are the people that like took you out. Like they love being like, uh, oh wow, you know, I don't know, like I, doing something for the troops. Like yeah. I support the troops or who, whatever the yeah. group is, you know, it, yeah, the cops or the troops or whoever. Um, yeah. It was a, it was an interesting night, and uh, god damn, I was just so opposed to the Iraq invasion i don't know why i joined the army thinking like what was i thinking joining after uh bush was president that's that is that i don't know i was yeah, i, I mean, just wanted should, money but yeah. like um you weren't like well i mean probably they won't just f- make up a whole fake war for no reason yeah <laughs> right i mean i know he's a bad guy but no i mean who, who the fuck can see i mean there's so many people right now who are your age then who are joining the military for the same reason that it gives them a way out 
Yeah. And they're like, well, who knows what the fuck's going to happen in the next four years. I just had to get away just from hope, my – Just hope. Yeah. My, my family's fingers. fine, but I just had to get away from them. Sure. <laughs> I mean, there's I... college. There's just oper- – there's all these different things. And yeah. I wanted my own car. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had to get a Mustang. <laughs> just <to> get... <laughs> <laughs> For those guys now, they join and they, just, they spend your whole check on the brand new um, – what I'm trying to think of a car that's yeah that was a, a very funny thing to laugh at was <laughs> uh, people with their bonus money just blowing it all in <laughs> two one. weeks just like, everything gone with watches and oh, bullshit and you know that's a so laptop sad. and then a, a new car <laughs> and mm. two weeks it's mm. all gone they owe a lot more money and they have a oh. child to support too and but like Gosh. they uh, like I just watched people blow through my brother went through he was in the army for a long time like mm-hmm. 13 years and he kept getting deployed to uh afghanistan mm-hmm. and he had a like a warrant officer job so he was getting paid double what an enlistment soldier would uh make with that like so he was kind of mm-hmm. like doing well for himself and he's racking yeah. up lots of money uh, but his job was so stressful and uh he kind of after his like third or fourth deployment mm-hmm. like went through like a little period where he was just feeling like life was meaningless and there was no point in doing anything and he yeah. was driving his way too expensive car like uh like 150 miles an hour down the highway just uh, yeah. and like and he was and then he'd get pulled over and, and like be like so wasted that like uh the uh the cop would like you have to like like the cop would know what his job was uh-huh. and, and once he explained himself of like him being like this uh, detective the cop would be like okay well I'll let it go this time driving 150 <laughs> miles an hour <laughs> drunk <laughs> drunk oh I guess <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah it, it, like he went through like this was a six month period before he was like hospitalized and then mm-hmm. kind of like given a medical discharge for like psychiatric reasons. Oh my God. Why am Jesus. I talking about this? It's not my life, but I, I, mean, mean, I don't care. It but shows. It, I mean, it's a, there's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's like, there's so many other people like that who, yeah. I mean, that's what it does to people. Uh, I worry about him though. I'm like, mm-hmm. he, but I remember that, uh, he was then like medicated by the army. And I think they, they use, uh, real, uh, blunt methods of uh psychiatric uh uh care in the if you're you know how like the uniform code of military justice is not the same as even Uh our repressive uh justice system it's way more thorough yeah it's way more um you know uh punitive Mm -hmm. and um the psychologist the psychiatrists in the army are probably like gonna medicate you a lot more uh, like like uh they're not gonna be like oh well let's just try a little bit and see yeah <laughs> they're gonna knock you out with whatever is strongest yeah and uh and he was on these he was on a bunch of uh pills and stuff and then he he had like third degree burns on his hand when he was just cooking and he passed out on the stove oh my god and, and he left his hand like burning on a stove and like while he was asleep from the drugs that he was on and then then he like had like had to have his skin grafted back on oh <laughs> like on his hand jesus christ um so uh, that was fun yeah i mean that's that's um <laughs> i don't know it i don't know it's just so it's so bad for everyone involved except i mean higher up people i guess the army and the military it's just it's just you you on one side you churn up 
uh, the bodies of all the soldiers and the minds of all the soldiers. You just you just and then on the other side you just there's a bloodbath of all these people. Yeah. And the only people that profit off it are the people that literally just like make the weapons or whatever. Sometimes I think about the sheer numbers of displaced people and people who died because of the invasion of Iraq in 2003 and being there at the start of that and seeing a country kind of that had already been through hell. It was a wasteland when yeah. we got there, but 250,000 more people died. And like, I, I was just like, uh, I just wanted to, um, go to, uh, community college <laughs> like, i mean that's what they uh, offer you you know yeah and they offer this vision of like oh well you know the u.s army is going to be like the world's protector and we would only use you if it was for the right reasons and we would never you know yeah we're not them we're, we're us we're, we're gonna not them. send you we'd only send you to do just things yeah captain america like, oh, okay i'm yeah. like I'm pretty much still a child. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> I'm 18 years old. I'm a teenager. Yeah, and you're you're involved in an effort to uh, just occupy a country. Like going to Iraq was the stupidest thing we could have done in response to 9/11. Just if I've heard it said that if if Osama bin Laden had like his his plan worked out perfectly. Like, everything yeah. that he wanted, he got. Yeah, he got, like, a way more... Yeah, exactly. It was just... Yeah. The whole point was to involve us in the... Destroy uh, a bunch of shit. In the, in the wasp's nest of, uh, mm. you know, the, the raging conflict of the Middle East, which mm. I'm so glad we started getting into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, about the Arab-Israeli conflict and, the, you know, oil and gas and the mineral rights. And yeah. The, you know, it's impoverished good nations of the world. It seems the, that now we're moving on... I mean, we're still there. I'm not, moving on is not the right word, but we're really trying to make North Africa the next, uh, or not North Africa in general, the next Middle East in terms of, I, my, there's like meddling just, in their problems and, uh, yeah, just for their resources, just for their metals, just for their, um, emerald or whatever, um, the things that go to iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we're sending like Navy, like Navy SEAL teams to like the Horn of Africa for, reasons that are vague yeah the <laughs> like, well, that's good <laughs> there's probably a reason that a, a bunch of navy seals need to go to a, a mine in africa yeah I, I i wonder what the world would be like if we didn't spend all of our money on the military if, we, if the whole if the whole budget wasn't like 80 mm-hmm. percent goes to the military mm-hmm. and uh you know then the scraps will go to education and healthcare. yeah the number and of like, like um like borderline fascist or horrible, horrible regimes around the world that are able to rise to power either directly from the U.S. or just in response to how horrible the U.S. was being like, y'all need someone who can, we need, you know, I'm your guy who can help you stop fighting against the United States. And so then this country ends up with this horrible leader just because like that never would have happened if there wasn't this imperial force to fight against Um, or all the other, like I can, Mm -hmm. Just all about the ways. I wish my neighbor weren't chainsawing my fence right now. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a little distracting. Yeah. That there's a chainsaw chopping, uh, cutting through my fence, and somebody screaming. Uh, yeah, I. 
Anyway, we're not saying anything funny. <laughs> I'm not at all. <laughs> I'm very much annoyed by a leaf blower happening outside, but I'm also just was like talking about, oh boy. I you want to hear my new joke? What's that? I was like, oh, these lights are so bright. I took it to stage. I was like, wow, these lights are so bright. I can mm. smell my dick up here. I think you've told me that. I don't think you've told me it on the show, so I'm glad you told it to me. <laughs> I can smell my dick up here. Not that I'm proud of it. I don't know. I, I kind of just like hung my head in shame after I said it. Because nice. it was one of those jokes where like it'll either get a laugh or it mm. won't. It probably won't. But if it doesn't yeah. get a laugh, that's kind of funny for me to just like just hang my head in total up. shame. Yeah. Oh, God. My dick stinks. <laughs> oh. That's funny. I um, I don't know. Oh. I was looking at my phone for something. Yeah. But let me check the old notebook for something to say. Oh, Scotty Peterson. What are the treasures of my hidden jokes from years ago? Opening up a paper. Um. This says Jopper Faggot. I don't know why it's hmm. it's titled Joffer Faggot. I had Joffer Khan on last week. Yeah. And um, this is from 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, had a, or 2013. Had a dream. Kevin Lars cut Gabe Bravo's throat and nacho cheese oozed out. Had the courage to joke about his sister's death until everyone was sick of hearing about it. And that's a real achievement. Oh, my God. Why did an angel of dark chocolate? Every marijuana bag has a cute sticker. Easy to forget Zahid. Can't <laughs> wait to see what he... <laughs> No comment. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. <sighs> uh, can't wait to see what people say about Brandon. Shock absorber, like... Aaron Barrett or Tim Mathis. Uh, everybody's going to be ripping on me for... Uh, oh, this was this was a roast. This was actually a roast. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh this says Br- Brando got herpes in order to get better at doing comedy. Nice. That was one of my That's roast jokes. <laughs> was <funny>. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just to have something to talk about. <laughs> Uh, uh, why did uh, this one was stu- uh, okay? So Scotty Peterson said, "Everybody's gonna be ripping on me for doing cocaine. May as well throw on my curveball and do a molly." Stand and stare off blankly. That was my uh, stage direction. Oh, I had. I was looking through my phone the other day, and I got to the point last year where I was making anime filter on a bunch of stuff, and I yeah. saw one where I put anime filter on Rob Mungle huh? for some reason. I just put anime filter on Rob Mungle. Anime filter on Rob Mungle. I love that. Yeah. yeah I, thought that was pretty I wish. Good. I wish people knew who uh, Rob yeah, Mungle was. Yeah, it's really important. We don't have to go over it. But <laughs> to the people I have sent that to, it's been very popular. <laughs> That I randomly just put anime filter on my mm. Um. Oh, look at that! I drew a little cat doing stand up. Wow, <laughs> I'm pretty good. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. 
What if a cat did stand up? That'd be pretty. Yeah. What do you say? Like meow. Yeah. I'd be like meow, meow, meow. <laughs> Alright, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. Kisses would be pretty good at stand-up, I think. But she'd probably... Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be hard to get her to wake up. And In time for the shows? Yeah, she would always snooze past like her her uh, uh-huh. stage entrance. you know, uh, Like the stage music that you put on for her. Yeah. I don't know what kind of music I put on for it was her. The, she'd freaking flip out when she saw the freaking light. Yeah, <laughs> she got the freaking line. She'd freaking fl- jump off the fucking freaking stage. Yeah. She's a cat. Oh, Cats freaking love little lights and stuff. Yeah, but she started chasing the, 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 the red dot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's what freaking happened. Oh my god. Um, the chain, the fucking leaf blower outside is getting louder, mm-hmm. and it's kind of irritating. The least, the the, the less funny we get, the la- the closer the, the leaf blower gets, <laughs> the, the, encouraging us to, <laughs> to search for new ideas. Yeah, um, uh, I, well, my phone was un- unproductive. Yeah, I miss I miss Gabe Bravo. Mark yeah. Wahlberg is getting a show uh, where he balances being an entrepreneur, actor, producer, and family man. It's called Wall Street. I'm going to be watching every episode of that. Mark Wahlberg. That not Donnie very Wahlberg? Funny. No. Uh, they should give Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, they, they, had, I don't, they had that family business. Did that go under? Well, um, probably not because they have so much money. But what was it? like? A, it was the, the Wahlberg brothers or the Burger the, brothers? No, that's still around, I think. Yeah. Burgers, yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things that doesn't have to go under because it doesn't have to make money because they're rich. That's like the future of all businesses. It's just places that nobody ever has to go to, but they'll never go away because it's just like this vague pile of money behind it. Like whatever that oyster place we passed down the street. Yeah, the Acme Oyster Bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna that's going to be fun. We were talking about how that'll be so great to go to a two-story oyster, oyster bar <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the city where uh-huh. it's the only thing left. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> an, a bombed-out wasteland, and then Except there's just for, this one little like newly painted oyster bar and – which has, you know, um, how many square feet would you say? Yeah, it's a big ass place. <laughs> it's like the rent of that place. Th- it used to be, be a movie theater. Yeah. Now it's an oyster bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know how people love doing that once a year. <laughs> yeah, going to get oysters more than once a year. Doing that does not like, make oh, sense. Well, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go with my wife and her friends to get oysters. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, oysters make you horny, so you can shop at the. Two sex stores, which are on <laughs> yeah. opposite sides of the street, after you're eating oysters. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was their business model. They're going to tear down the mm-hmm. bookstore and the, everything else, oysters. and they're going to build a, an oyster bar. And uh, for the horny people who eat oysters, they can I go hate, I hate oysters have dildos to spare. Oysters sound so Because you need to – I mean, another thing you never uh, can't stop shopping mm. at is the sex store. Like like I I can't stop a buying sex new dildos. That has I need new dildos at least once a week. That has a four hundred dollar <laughs> pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I, well, it's, it's unsanitary to reuse dildos. You should only yeah, always be throwing they, them out like tampons. <laughs> <laughs> and with more and more straight guys experimenting these days dildos yes. are for everyone every yeah there's it's such a it's a booming market yeah. that nobody that needs that needs to be in person and that definitely people are more comfortable doing it in person than online yeah. 
Yeah. The people if that we didn't, didn't go have in these there, sex stores in the center of the city. How were... would anyone get these dildos? <laughs> That's definitely not for only for people uh, who aren't planning on buying anything. You know the to other thing that was also like like makes it great to live yeah. here now yeah. is that like uh, now there's like an enormous donut store. At that's, the end of the block, I haven't seen that yet, but it's not surprising because yeah, like because so, I I need at least a donut every two hours because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's essential yeah. for my life to have donuts and dildos and Just oysters. A huge place, yeah. a huge two story. It's what makes this area there, interesting. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. There was a back where I was living with my parents. The old like the old tiny town from like a thousand years ago was one of the buildings got torn down and turned into like a v- brand new donut shop yeah so that's cool <laughs> glad that that building from I mean, 1832 yeah, got turned into uh I'm, I'm just excited about what they turned the river oaks theater into i think it'll be pretty cool yeah, that, <laughs> I, mean, I think it'll be sick i yeah. hope it's some sort of yeah. uh well i guess hope they tear it down yeah first of all <laughs> knock it off all right yeah uh, <laughs> um uh, that'll be cool. I'm sure it'll be something that's much. It's just funny that it won't be something that's more profitable. I mean, unless it's just like a building or like an apartment yeah. building or like a fast food place. It'll just be like some stupid like art shop. Like um, that's, I don't know. Maybe this is like your, your best friend, but whatever's like <laughs> next to like Brazil on the left, it'll be like oh. one of those, but like a bigger version of it or Oh. It'll be like this, like space that, like every six months, gets turned into like a different sort yeah, of yeah. That like, space art next to Brazil space. has been so many different things. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like um, a rotating thing of it'll be like a yeah. If I, it, before COVID, it would have been turned into like um a, like a workspace where people come and you rent. Yeah, I did yoga or, classes there. Yeah, mm-hmm. red foot yoga for a little bit, and then. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be one of those. Now it's like if you want to buy a thousand dollar posters from yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'll be one of those like, spots. Now if you want to buy, um, I don't know. The the Domi Books was like you like overpriced things. <laughs> well, here's something <laughs> you'll never buy. Yeah, I mean it's cool, but it's. I don't uh, think I've been in there, but very very pricey. Yeah, and uh, ordinary people can't shop here. Yeah, I, I, I used to <laughs> when I still did stand up. I had a joke or I tried doing a joke about. There was a, a pen store in, in Rice Village, where you would there would be these like fancy. They would just sell these like thousand dollar pens. Oh, I remember like gold plated, pen <laughs> like pens for like a sailor guy to come get. Yeah, it's like something about Rocky Balboa in that joke. Yeah, too. he had a um, a, he had, there was a Rocky Balboa themed chaos pen. He yeah. th- he made his own pen and it was called the Chaos Pen and it has like emeralds on it and like a snake and like a skull. It was definitely better than like the sailor pen, <laughs> that was just like, you're on a boat, writing mm. letters on your boat. Yeah. You ever watch that Seinfeld show where they had the astronaut pen? You can write upside down. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did see the Seinfeld show. Yeah, that yeah. Seinfeld show. We're at 50 minutes now. We did it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> we did a podcast, sort of. Wow. I mean, there was a leaf blower through half of it. Yeah, we got real political. It's not really interesting. I thought it was interesting. Interesting, maybe, but I mean, fine. I think yeah. we had some funny jokes. I mean, you mm-hmm. uh, did have that. Uh, you started with the bang with your uh, family history story of uh, 
sorry, I fucked you. No, I'm not. Sorry, not sorry. Um, what was your family story? Yeah, what, uh, we were listening to that song about um, like poor the, the it's goat. okay if I fuck you once and then I'll she, go away. He, he's just like, please, uh, baby, please I'm so sad. You. But if you let me fuck you one time, I won't be sad anymore, and I won't talk to you about it, and I'll leave you alone. This is the last time. Let me fuck you. But it was like, oh, it was a really good song. Come on, <laughs> it's a great song. Come on, especially the music. Yeah. Seriously though, um, I'll go away if I fuck you once. Yeah. If you fuck you, if if we fuck, I'll go away. <laughs> if we fuck, I'll go away. <laughs> this was the most popular song of 1978. That was your family band, your traveling family band, uh, um, something like that. I don't oh. know. Here comes the leaf blower of doom again. Yeah, it's kind of your vote, your exit track. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, man. For, uh, uh, woo.